Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. And ballots can start to be counted in the upcoming election. This is Kyle Cooper. Reaction to the decision on mail-in ballots in Maryland. I'm Kate Ryan. The earliest of Virginia's early voters. That's kind of an annual tradition for me. I'm Nick Einelli. Gunfire causing a lockdown turned out not to be from a high-powered rifle in an elevated position. I'm Christy King. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Meteorologists are warning that a storm headed for eastern Canada has the potential to be one of the most severe in the country's history. Forecaster Bob Robichaux at the Canadian Hurricane Center. Where it fits in the history books, we'll have to make that determination after the fact, but it it is going to be certainly a historic, uh, extreme event for eastern Canada. A judge in Arizona says the state's near total ban on abortions can go into effect. More on that from KPHO-TV reporter Brianna Whitney. An Arizona judge reinstating Arizona's pre-statehood abortion ban, which means no abortions are legal unless it's to save the mother's life. The territorial law that was in place long before Arizona became a state is now back in force. Mark Kokanovich is a former federal prosecutor and says this total ban can cause panic in the medical industry with confusion over what constitutes a life-saving procedure with two to five years in prison as a consequence to providers. Really any miscarriage then can potentially become uh, an investigation. Another high-profile defendant charged in the January 6th insurrection has been convicted, says CBS's Scott McFarland. The jury convicted Doug Jensen of Iowa after just four hours of deliberations on all counts. Jensen was the man in the black QAnon shirt who led the mob that pursued lone Capitol Police officer Eugene Goodman near the U.S. Senate January 6th. So far, the Department of Justice has been undefeated at jury trials in Capitol riot cases. The Iranian government is further cracking down on demonstrators after almost a week of mass protests over the death of a 22-year-old woman while she was in the custody of the morality police. CBS's Ramey Innocencio has that. The protests, the biggest since 2019, have touched a nerve. Now women and men have spilled into the streets, attacking authoritarian symbols, chanting death to the dictator, even stoning an image of Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. Actress Louise Fletcher has died. Her Oscar-winning performance as the sadistic nurse Ratchet in 1975's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest gave Hollywood one of its greatest villains. Mr. McMurphy. Ah. The meeting is adjourned. All right, just wait a minute. Will you just one minute? You can bring the subject up again tomorrow. Louise Fletcher was 88. The Dow Jones Industrial Average sank to a 2022 low on Friday, and the S&P 500 fell to a close near its 2022 low as recession fears roiled markets around the world. Amid mounting signs, the global economy is weakening. This is CBS News. His presidency used the power of the arts to influence politics, culture, and style. Now, explore this fascinating time in Art and Ideals, President John F. Kennedy. A new permanent interactive exhibit at the Kennedy Center. Step into the stirring words of JFK's speeches. Create a White House dinner guest list. Capture a selfie in the style of a presidential portrait and much more. Open daily with free admission. More at kennedy-center.org. WTOP at 403. 
It's Saturday morning, everybody. We've made it to the weekend, September 24th, 2022. Partly to mostly sunny this Saturday. Very pleasant, low humidity, high of 75. Down a degree, we're at 54 in our nation's capital now. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the local stories that we're looking at for you as we head into this Saturday morning together. Campaign 2022 on WTOP is where we begin this Saturday morning. A ruling just this week from a Maryland judge that changes when some ballots are actually counted for the midterm. A judge in Montgomery County has approved a request from the Maryland Board of Elections that will allow mail-in ballots be counted as they come in instead of after Election Day. The board made the request anticipating 1 million to 1.3 million mail-in ballots in the November election. Judge James Bonifant said mandatory deadlines will be missed if he didn't take this action. The ruling only applies to this upcoming election, and even though the mail-in ballots can be counted early, the results of those ballots will not be publicized until Election Day. Counting can begin on October 1st. In Rockville, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Meantime, supporters of the decision are celebrating this weekend. Maryland State Senator Cheryl Kagan spoke outside the courthouse, where a judge ruled that elections officials could start counting mail-in ballots before Election Day. Kagan, who pushed a bill in Annapolis to do just that, on why the decision is so important. We are looking at well over a million mail-in ballots anticipated for the November general election. Governor Larry Hogan, who vetoed the bill Kagan sponsored over security concerns, issued a statement saying he welcomed the judge's decision. Without the judge's action, elections officials would have had to wait until two days after November 8th to start counting the mail-in ballots. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Now, there is no immediate reaction this weekend from the campaign for Dan Cox. He's the Maryland state delegate who filed a motion to block the early mail-in vote count. Cox is running for governor right now, as you well know, against Democrat Wes Moore. Stay tuned. WTOP News time now, 4.05. Meantime, moving across the river to Virginia, voters started casting ballots for the November midterms. I just got up a little extra early and decided that I want to come down here. Here to the Fairfax County Government Center. Frank Anderson was first in line for the start of early in-person voting. The Government Center is a big, wide-open space, and, you know, it's, it's just very accessible to come here and come on in and vote. Virginia voters get a long time to cast a ballot, with early voting starting 45 days before the election. Early voting won't start for another month still in D.C. and Maryland. It's something that I don't take for granted. I think that it's a right that if you have it, you should use it. In Fairfax County, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. More for you at WTOP.com. It's 4.06 Saturday morning, September 24th. In other news, here at home, the lockdown impacting a portion of Bailey's Crossroads for a time on late into Friday morning has since been lifted. An initial report of shots fired from a high-rise turned out to be inaccurate, we're being told this morning. The shots were not fired from an elevated position, and the gunfire that shattered glass outside Starbucks and hit two cars was not from a high-powered rifle. And while you still see a heavy police presence in the area, uh, it's just because our investigation continues. Lieutenant Daniel Spital of Fairfax County Police says of the two cars hit by gunfire here on Leesburg Pike at South 7th Street. We do have some active leads that we are following up on. We do not have a suspect at this time, um, but we are still combing through a lot of evidence, um, and we're asking for the public's help. In Bailey's Crossroads, Christy King, WTOP News. Hi, I'm Frank, owner of a plumbing company and an expert in fixing the leaks in your house. However, I was also finding leaks in my marketing plan. New jobs weren't flowing in, and our outreach to potential customers kept getting clogged. 
Finally, we had enough and called 2060 Digital. Their team of experts became an extension of our marketing team and developed a custom strategy to reach our customers where they lived. Instead of paying for TV ads that reach anyone, we're targeting our videos to people looking for plumbers within the driving range of our trucks. Instead of being on the second page of search results, we're ahead of the other guys and are the top result for people searching for plumbers in key neighborhoods. Instead of losing to the competition, we're flushing them down the drain. Now our office is overflowing with leads. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. It's Saturday, September 24th. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome into WTOP, where the time now is 4.08. Glad you're with us. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, good morning to Ian Crawford with this in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. Our dance card is getting a little too full too fast. We start in Maryland with new crash activity in Rockville. It's going to be 270 in the local lanes northbound before 28, exit 6. The lanes are blocked for a crash. Main travel lanes are okay. The locals, however, are not new. I don't believe you can access the ramp for exit 6, at least not 6A. That would take you... Uh, westbound on uh, Route 28, ending, heading into uh, downtown Rockville. Again, main travel lanes are okay on 270 as you make your way toward Frederick. Southbound is not affected here. Interloop of the Capitol Beltway, the crash after Connecticut Avenue, shouldered right, should not be much more of a factor than just more thinking curiosity. On the district side, our crash investigation continues in earnest. Chain Bridge Road, Canal Road Northwest, lanes blocked in all directions, and you're being diverted at several points. Follow police direction as you try to get inbound or outbound, inbound on the Clare Barton Parkway or outbound on Canal Road. In, Mar in Virginia, I should say, on the interloop of the Capitol Beltway, the work zone continues after Arlington Boulevard. At last report, we're still getting by single left, but we are having issues with lots of stoppages here and cannot rule out additional stoppages. Some have lasted as long as half an hour. New crash being reported on the interloop. This is going to be near the ramps for the George Washington Memorial Parkway with caution as the first responders go looking for that one. 395, the southbound crash near Seminary. Two left lanes blocked there. The lingering crash activity southbound 95 near Garrisonville is blocking a left lane. Northbound before Quantico the work zone blocks the right lane. 66 westbound, myriad work zones in different places between Leesburg Pike and Sudley Road. And at various points, you'll be down to a single lane for a long period of time to get past all the work. The 66 express lanes are now open for business and happily taking your money with an easy pass or an easy pass flex that is required to ride those lanes. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking your weekend and starting off on our Saturday on a very cool note. Temperatures in the low to mid-40s. One of the coolest mornings we've seen in quite some time. Definitely feeling like fall. You'll need the jacket at the door in the morning. Now, during the afternoon... Jacket comes off, highs in the upper 60s to low 70s with plenty of sunshine, looking like a great afternoon. Sunday, good chance for shower activity, maybe even some thunderstorms too. Not a washout of a day, but a good idea to carry the umbrella. Uh, high temperature close to 80. Monday, high of 77. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer.
Right now, uh, around the region, we're at 56 degrees in DuPont Circle, 45 Germantown, 51 you're waking up to this early 4 a.m. hour. Saturday morning, September 24th in Annandale, we are now down to 54 and holding in our nation's capital, 4 a.m. hour on your Saturday morning. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Coming up on WTOP... The Political Week in Review. Don't go away. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association and this state. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Two brand new tickets are making their presence felt in D.C. From U Street to downtown. From Adams Morgan to Anacostia. Introducing the District Diamonds and 51st Scratchers from D.C. Lottery. Inspired by the District. Made for the District. With prizes up to $151,000. Grab them today from your local D.C. lottery retailer. Because here in D.C., this is how we play. Please play responsibly. WTOP at 413. is WTOP News. He is not the president anymore, but he is still in the news a lot. This past week, former President Donald Trump was handed legal setbacks related to his businesses in New York, as well as the trove of classified documents recovered recently by the FBI from his home in Florida. And while Mr. Trump has offered a series of explanations in interviews lately... If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. His lawyers are not apparently willing, though, to argue the sort of statements he's made, like that one on Fox News Channel's Hannity this week. This morning, you're Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS with the Political Week in Review. It's in some ways a whirlwind of a week for former President Trump. He had all sorts of legal challenges already, but heading into this week, he really got legal blows. Letizia James's lawsuit against former President Trump and his three eldest children, of course, that being the New, the New York Attorney General, really says that they were inflating real estate assets in order to defraud the state of New York. She's seeking that they be banned from doing business for a certain amount of years. Years. And then you have the DOJ winning in, on an appeals court saying that, in fact, they can access those classified documents that a lower court judge appointed by President Trump had said that they would be blocked from using. So this really has been a challenging week for former President Trump. And it doesn't seem like it's going to get any easier because the special master that he pushed to get appointed is saying he has till next Friday to prove and present evidence that the FBI, quote, that they planted evidence, which is a claim that former President Trump has been making. So you have the special master also saying what is is the evidence that you're going to have. Yamish, world leaders were blasting Russia at the U.N. General Assembly, chief among them President Biden. Uh, can you talk about how President Biden did and, and about this global standoff with Russia? President Biden and really world leaders have said over and over again that they're going to stand by Ukraine. And I think it's in some ways remarkable when you step back and think that everyone thought Ukraine, at least the experts that I talked to, thought Ukraine was going to really lose this war against Russia pretty quickly. And what you've seen is Ukraine not only stand up to Russia, but also in some cases win back villages and territory. And now you have Vladimir Putin dealing with protests in his own country and dealing with people that are not wanting to deal with the drafts that he's put out because he's 
wanting to mobilize something like 300,000 more troops to fight this war. Some experts saying that Vladimir Putin has boxed himself in. But President Biden is really wanting to get on the world stage. You saw him this week and say Russia is wrong for this, that they are continuously doing something that is illegal. And the White House stance is that Russia needs to really be dealt with here and that they don't want to get into a direct conflict with Russia, but that they also want to make it very clear that Russia has to pay consequences. Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS. You're listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 415, Saturday morning, September 24th. Welcome to the weekend. Frankie's turn this morning. There is a new member of the 700 Club in Homer's Albert Pujols. It's number 699 and 700 in the same game. Joins Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth in the 700 Club. Nationals lacked offense yet again. They lose 5-2 at the Miami Marlins. Lane Thomas actually led off the game with a uh, solo homer, but then they didn't get anything until the eighth. Joey Manessis with an RBI double, but that was it offensively. Josiah Gray striking out three over six innings of work. He gave up four earned runs. Nats fall in their opener at the Marlins, 5-2. to two. Birds were winners, knocking off Houston, 6-zip Friday night at Oriole Park at Camden Yard, same two on Saturday. College football, Virginia dug a 16-zip hole, fought back but losing the end. Late field goal by Syracuse, 22-20. Orange off to a 4-0 and start. Back to college football. Big day Saturday for Maryland football as they visit Michigan. 17-point underdogs are the Terps who are trying to go to 4-0 as well. Again, Albert Pujols, career homer number 700. Nats fall to the Marlins. I'm Frank Handrahan, WTOP Sports. Alrighty, thanks, Frankie. 417 Saturday morning on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you this 4 a.m. on T.O.P. as you rise with us this early hour. A Maryland judge ruling this week that elections officials can start counting mail-in ballots as soon as October 1st. However, we're told no results will be revealed until polls are officially closed on election night. The governor is said to support the decision. An autopsy shows a black man from Colorado died, apparently, after he was injected with too much sedative and restrained by police outside of Denver. 23-year-old Elijah McLean is who he is identified as, died, we're told, 2019. Three police officers and two paramedics are facing charges in his death this morning. The original autopsy said the cause of death could not be determined. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in minutes. Sentencing set for the new year for a Virginia man convicted in a series of area holdups. The 28-year-old could get up to life in prison when he is sentenced in January. Rashawn Perkins of Alexandria is convicted of robbing four gas stations and convenience stores over five weeks last year. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Perkins wore a ski mask and used a gun when he held up the 7-Eleven last December and then a few weeks later robbed a Sunoco. Prosecutors say Perkins went back to both spots in early February and held them up again at gunpoint. According to court records, when Fairfax County detectives went to search his home, body camera footage shows Perkins throwing a gun out the window of his bedroom. Federal prosecutors say that was the same gun he used during several of the robberies. Perkins has been convicted of three previous felonies. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. It is Saturday morning, September 24th at 418. Good morning to Ian Crawford. And right back to the Capitol Beltway in Virginia. Checking our work zone 60 uh, between Route 50 and I-66. We are at, we were at a stop for a while, but we're now moving once again. Pretty quickly, too, as you get through the work zone, single file to the left. Beyond that, we had a report of crash activity on the inner loop near the ramp for the GW Parkway. 
and with caution for what may be in the roadway, have not got an update since that initial response about 10 minutes ago. On the outer loop, no issues pending at the moment. That's a good thing, too. 395 southbound near Seminary Road. The crash was over on the left side. I believe our crash 95 southbound near Garrisonville, if not completely gone from the left side, should be going away anyway. On 66, the work zones, most of them still in place. Westbound, it's a long, long stretch of different work zones. End result being the same. You wind up in a single lane behind a bunch of other people trying to do the same thing. All the way from about Leesburg Pike to Sudley Road before all the travel lanes reopen. Eastbounders, a couple of works on to step around after 28 in Centerville. It's a left lane to get by. And then before and after Route 50, exit 57, a right lane getting by. The new 66 express lanes, the western end of it, between 29 Gainesville and 29 Centerville, now requiring an easy pass. That went into effect a few hours ago. Uh, last report is like a couple of bucks to ride it, but that will change as the day wears on. Easy Pass or Easy Pass Pass Flex now required to ride the 66 express lanes both directions between 29 Centerville and 29 Gainesville. In Maryland, the crash 270 local lanes northbound before Route 28, exit 6. And last report, all the local lanes were blocked for the response. Main line, however, is okay. The interloop of the Capitol Beltway, the crash we had on the... Inner loop after Connecticut Avenue now completely gone from the roadway. District travel, our crash activity, Canal Road and Chainbridge Road. The investigation continues. Inbounders are having to turn around at the Glen Echo turnaround. Outbounders are being diverted at Arizona Avenue. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking your weekend. A very cold start. I'll say cold because it's going to be well below average. Uh, you'll need the jacket to step out the front door in the morning. Highs though in the afternoon, upper 60s to low 70s. Looking like a great Saturday afternoon. Sunday, good chance of showers, a couple of thunderstorms. Not a washout of a day. Not everybody gets wet, but just be prepared for it. Look for a high close to 80. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we're at 56 degrees at Reagan National, 50 BWDY Marshall. You're waking up to 54 degrees at Dulles, 4 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, September 24th. We're at 54 and holding in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. Shifting gears coming up next on WTOP. We'll check out stuff for you to watch this weekend. It's 421. Good morning. Hey, ladies. Ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cash back from Upside, I haven't had to cut back. Even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I get 37% cash back on this meal, including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back on Upside. Oh no, I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APPS for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Remember, use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase. Don't cut back, get cash back with the free app from Upside. Good morning. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. the old popcorn you know we're going to the movies new this weekend a young couple played by harry styles and florence Pugh, move into the perfect 1950s american neighborhood in don't worry darling but something feels very wrong 
Dr. Collins prescribed you a suite of medications which you were clearly not taking. The question is why? He's lying to us. He's lying to all of us. This morning, film critic Christian Toto starts off with a quick summary of the off-screen drama right now associated with this big-screen flick. Shia LaBeouf was going to be the play of the character who Harry Styles ended up portraying, and so that casting snafu got a lot of attention. Then the director of the film, Olivia Wilde, was having some issues with her love life. She was married to Jason Sudeikis, and she ended up having a relationship with someone else. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and I think it does the film a disservice in a way because you really want to focus on what's on the screen. Is it good? And Olivia Wilde directed Booksmart from a couple of years ago. Very sharp, very clever, very interesting. And I was very curious to see what she would do next. And I still think there is that potential in her as a director. But I think this film shows there are some limitations to her approach. It's a story of a couple in 1950s America. They're a picture-perfect couple. Their neighborhood is picture-perfect. Their life is just picture-perfect. Everything is exactly what you'd want it to be. But she's uneasy with what's going on in her life and her marriage and where her husband works at this very advanced company that we don't know much about. Chris Pine is one of the co-stars here. He's playing the leader of that company and he's almost like a mythological figure. He's like a Tony Robbins type. He's not just a boss but a soothsayer in a way. So all these fascinating elements are coming together but there are very strong waves of messaging that are happening here and I don't even want to tease what they are but a more subtle approach, a more sophisticated approach it would have really enriched the story but as it is it's just too heavy-handed I think you should push aside the gossip focus on the movie because even though it's very flawed there are some intriguing elements here I wanted to move a little bit to a discussion of the next James Bond because Daniel Craig of course is no longer doing those films what do we know right now it sounds like it's pretty early on they seem to indicate there's no real immediate search for the next James Bond actor but the people behind the scenes the family that controls the Bond legacy says they're looking for an actor who's going to be committing at least a decade to this franchise, which would be obviously multiple films, but they also are working hard on finding the villain for the next film, which is an interesting choice. You know, you think, let's find the next James Bond, but no, we want to find a villain, a villain character that we can build upon, and then we're going to kind of look towards the best person to play James Bond. And they're also talking about an evolving James Bond, someone who's going to be challenging the status quo to a certain degree. He'll still have those essential core elements that make him James Bond, but you have to change with the times to a certain degree. It's tough to watch this weekend. Chris and Toto of HollywoodandToto.com on Skype with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Looking at the numbers from a very turbulent day on Wall Street, the Dow was down 46 and for the week dropped 4%. The S&P 500 was off 64 and for the week. The S&P 500 was down 4.6%. That's the lowest point since June 17th. And the NASDAQ fell 198. And looking ahead to next week on Tuesday, we'll get the numbers for durable goods as well as new home sales. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. I'm Bob Burke founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take